back to the Pinstripe Podcast, which I guess is something that I can say to myself. Scotty, hey, what's up? Hi. Been a while. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, Scotty and I are in the same place right now, which is fun. Didn't think this was going to happen. Um, but if I could just, I don't know if Scotty explained this at all. Um, if I could just exp- explain myself a little bit, as in, this has been a very one-voice podcast for a while. Um, so at first it was only supposed to be two weeks that I wasn't on the show. I was on a two week vacation, flying with the, the microphone and finding time while I was on vacation with some friends to record would have been impossible. So it was only supposed to be two weeks that it was just Scotty. Um, unfortunately, the second that I returned from my trip, um, I got hit with probably the worst set of illnesses all in a row. Um, that one could get. Would you agree? Yeah. It was pretty rough for you. Um, I had tonsil stones. I had COVID. I had a third mystery illness after all of that. Um, Scotty's playing music over there. He's clarifying. Um, I'm still a little bit in recovery. Obviously, I don't think my voice sounds like it normally does right now. You heard the cough earlier. But I'm able to speak. Yesterday was the first day that I was able to speak at my um, regular volume. And um, two days ago, or three day, 4th of July, was about the first day that I uh, did not take a nap. So, we're on the up and up. But let's talk about baseball, right? That's what we're here for. Yeah. The Yankees continue to be a force to be reckoned with. Who's surprised? Not me. But we have a few things that we want to talk about. Do you want to go first, Scotty, or do you want me to go first? I have one one thing that I've I've recently I've recently had pointed out to me, and now I can't get it out of my head. Let's let's start with that then. Get that out of your head. All right. So I know that all of our main concerns over right. It's we've talked about how it's hard to find something to not like about this Yankees team because we're doing so good, but our blaring weakness is Joey Gallo and Aaron Hicks. I think. There's another spot that we have to look at. And that is Josh Donaldson. Now, you may be wondering, Lexi, what are you talking about? But, right, everybody's sell on Josh Donaldson being better than Gio Urshela was the offensive benefits of Josh Donaldson, correct? Yeah. We all agree that Gio's probably defensively better than Donaldson, who's a little old. But... The big sell on Donaldson was that he was much better offensively than a, a hot and cold Geo, correct? Yeah. Now let's just take some a look at some numbers. Josh Donaldson this year has an average of 226. You want to know what Geo Urshela's average is? 266. Just saying, just saying. Josh Donaldson's uh, on-base percentage, 313. Geo's, 314. Not... A huge difference, but still a difference. Donaldson slugging, 387. Geo's, 414. Donaldson's OPS, 700. Geo's, 728. Geo has 32 or 35 RBIs. Donaldson has 25. Donaldson has seven home runs. Geo has eight home runs. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Scotty, help me out here. 
No, there's nothing. I mean, it was that was the whole plan was that Donaldson would be a little bit better offensively, and he just hasn't produced as much. The I mean, only thing that he's beating Geo in is stolen bases, and Josh has one, and Geo has zero. Donaldson has 230 at bats. Geo has 263. He has 33 more at bats than him. But still, Donaldson's WAR is 1.8, and Geo's is 1.3. I'm just, I'm just a little confused. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I was gonna say just like you know that that 35 to 25 RBIs, RBIs are giving the the pitchers win stat of mm-hmm. hitters. Yeah, means nothing. Yeah, can't. It doesn't matter how good of a hitter you are if your teammates don't get on base. Then. Okay, so you wanna so, Geo, 32 runs scored. Josh Donaldson, on probably a stronger offensive team, has only scored 25 times. Yeah. Because he only has 52 hits, while Gio has 70. Yeah, the hits you can bring up. Yeah, hits you can bring up easily. Um, but no, like, that's, that's something that has kind of been pushed under the rug, is that he is a bit of an issue. But I feel like the only reason that he's seen not as, as important of an issue is the flexibility that we have as a team to put somebody like DJ over there. I was going to say, I think DJ's saving his ass. Yeah, exactly. We're able to go and be like, okay, Donaldson on the bench. DJ's over there today. We still can have, um, you know, IKF and Glaber still take up the places. And, you know, that's that's not a, a big issue. And, like, that's honestly the way that I see our team more or less is Glaber at second, IKF at short, DJ at third rather than Donaldson. And I guess it really shows you the, 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 the lesser value and the less uh, that Donaldson is really bringing to the team. I just, I just, and not just because I'm a Gio Urshela fan, obviously, I love Mr. Gio, um, and I was convinced that he was the infielder we were keeping out of all of our options, um, but I just feel like that's something that's kind of been sidelined, because it's not as obvious as, you know, Joey Gallo going up and swinging and missing at three straight fastballs at his belt. You know, Donaldson is maybe having you know, more productive at bats where he's like fouling balls off. But I, I just think that the big when, Cause I don't think either of us were huge fans of, of picking up Donaldson. Am I correct? No. And I think the thing that a lot of pro Donaldson people and people that were trying to convince themselves that they were okay with Donaldson was that they were saying it was a benefit offensively to our third base position. Because, granted, I understand Gio was hot and cold offensively. When he was hot, he was hot, but he could get, he could get cold. And he was probably cold more often than he was hot, but he, was, he wasn't... I think the reason it wasn't as frustrating as it was with Gary was because Gary was supposed to be better. Yeah. Um, and the big sell that everyone said when we got Donaldson was that he's going to be a more productive offensive third baseman. And I'm just frustrated that I don't think that we leveled up either offensively or defensively with Donaldson. And you're right, we're covering that boo-boo by playing DJ there, which is great. I don't. I think that it's so important that we remember how impressive it is that DJ LeMahieu has the skills to, if he played an entire season at first base, an entire season at second base, or an entire season at third base, he could win a gold glove at all of those positions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, exactly. I feel like yeah, DJ is just saving it, it's saving him a lot more slack. I wouldn't even say DJ saving him flack. I would say that Gallo and Hicks are saving him flack. If 
If either if of them Hick, were doing think, average say, to if, above average, I think everything would be Hick on Gallup. If Hicks starts to perform, then I, I mean, everybody's going to continue to hate Gallo, which I don't blame them. He's no. terrible. But if Hicks starts to actually be like a semi-acceptable player, not exceptional, acceptable, like to make that very clear, not expecting him to be great. Um, if he can make himself average even, then I think that attentions will turn towards Donaldson. I just, because, and you know, sometimes people will pick things like, um, I saw on like Yankee Avenue or something, you know, before the pirate series, IKF like was like, Oh, for like 12 or something or like two for 12 or something. And then in the pirate series, he went seven for 10. So sometimes guys can get in like quiet little slumps, but I think that this is like Donaldson. I personally believe has been underperforming most of the year. He was supposed to be like in our top five batters. And now we have Matt Carpenter up there. Not that I'm complaining. Matt Carpenter's doing fantastic, but he was not in the game plan in the beginning of the season. That was supposed to be Donaldson. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can look all around and I want to get to, to just Donaldson and Hicks in a second, but yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he's been really thrown under the rug and he went from taking Geo's spot at third to kind of being a 50, 50 split over in third. And he's kind of been in the bench a little more than we probably would have liked. I, yeah, I agree. And listen, we're getting the most out of the DJ contract. Great. But that wasn't the point. Like, that wasn't, I don't know. It's just, it's something that I've noticed and I'm going to continue to keep my eye on going into this week and next week. Um, just because I was never super excited about Josh Donaldson. And if I can have a reason to be mad at him even more for getting rid of my baby little Geo, I will. What do you have to say this week, Scotty? Um, well, I want to talk primarily about that whole Hicks and Gallo situation. We are getting closer and closer to trade deadlines. Trade talks are happening. You know, we're getting around the All-Star break. I've already talked about the All-Stars plenty of times, and I honestly will probably end up touching it by the end of this episode again. <laughs> um, but, you know, you look, and, and that, those are the two targets that we have for who are we probably getting rid of or at least improving is either Hicks or Gallo and or Gallo, I should say. Um, and I wanted just to touch on real quick, if anybody had any question of why they think that Gallo should stay over Hicks. Um, I, I, I personally, I think, think Gallo has got to go before. Hicks. I think Gallo, like they both are very much on the chopping block. Yeah. I, I'm not at all. We've talked about this plenty of times on here that we are not Hicks fans either. No, but I wasn't a Hicks fan before you got hurt. Exactly. But with the, with just the current trail that we're at. I see Gallo wanting to go a lot earlier. The only issue with it is that I can't imagine Gallo has almost any trade value. I was going to say, the, the biggest issue is that Gallo has... The only value that Gallo has is that the Rangers are paying his salary. Is that, and if you really just really try to apply his defense. Yeah, you really got to sell the defense. And the thing is, he's like I don't think that it's going to be possible... To just get rid of Gallo. You're going to have to give Gallo and you're going to have to give minor leaguers away. Yeah. And, like, if you want to look at the I two think, players. honestly, you want to know what sucks, though, is I don't want to get rid of him. 
But I think that your best bet is to pair him with Andujar. Yeah. Because then you can be like... You can get a plus... A, 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 you're, not you're not gonna, even just plus, but you get him... You get a viable offensive player and, listen, and a viable defensive player. But even I think Andujar's defense has gotten better. It can be... You can get Joey Gallo defensively, and if he doesn't work for you, you also have this option that can very much fill the same role. Yeah. Like, yes, he doesn't... Like, I think... Joey Gallo has, like, the second or third best defensive arm behind, like, Hunter Renfro in the outfield. But, obviously, his offense is lacking. You're not going to get that arm from Miguel Andujar, but I think you're going to get a plus offensive bat with him. And, obviously, the Yankees can't figure out a way to keep him on the big league roster, which I think is upsetting. But I think that the kid deserves to be on a big league roster. I think he always has. Yeah, his infield defense was spotty at times, but offensively, and that's the biggest challenge I think in baseball is finding a guy who can hit at the level, and Miguel Andujar can hit at a professional level. Yeah, he's had his hiccups, but he has actually started to find his groove. And uh, yeah, that's—I mean, I feel like we've talked. Everybody's talked about it a lot, and everybody's put him out there a lot that Andujar should be in trades. And honestly, I don't see why not. It with used to little- be a joke. Like, it used to be a joke of, like, I'll give you Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar, and you give me Mike Trout. Yeah. But, but now, Andujar's a piece. Yeah, now Andujar is showing, has shown in the major league level that he is playable, and the Yankees are showing that we don't really want to play him for yeah. whatever reason. And so that's a great time to, to look for somebody, to, to, look, to trade him away. He has, high, he has pretty damn high value now in the last two years at least. To show that he is a viable player at the MLB level. He can help any team that needs him at third base in the outfield, wherever they want to really put him, because he's shown that he has the ability to yeah. play a few different spots in, in, in on the field. And he's shown that his, you know, his offense may take hiccups, but it is pretty damn strong. Better than Joey Gallows. Yeah, Joey Gallows batting 77 the last 14 days. But don't you worry, he hit a home run against the Pirates. Yeah, and Aaron Hicks hit a grand slam against the Pirates. <laughs> hey, so did Aaron Judge. <laughs> but with that, and talking about that, um, Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo, I want to talk about potential trade thoughts that people have on who mm-hmm. we could pick up. And so, as I said, the two big ones are Hicks and Gallo to give away or slash replace. And there are three names that are really thrown out there as potential people that we pick up. Starting off, probably the one that I think most people want the most, Mr. Andrew Benintendi. Oh, Ben, my tendy. From the Kansas City Royals. Hell yeah. Currently, he's batting 317. So he's a lefty lefty. Great. Works great. Yep. Corner outfielder. Yep. Corner. Yep. Well, he's played actually all outfield positions, but primarily a corner outfielder. Has that lefty-lefty, perfect for Yankee Stadium, batting 317 on the year with only three home runs. So we could boost that number up if he comes to Yankee Stadium. Um, <laughs> um, but we don't need – like, that was the big sell on Joey Gallo, though. I don't need a guy that's going to crank home runs. Yeah. We have guys that are going to crank home runs because guys are going to crank home runs or the guys that are going to swing out of their shoes, Mr. Gallo. I want I want Andrew Benintendi to maintain that 313 average. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just saying that, like, the home run number would go up because of right field. Oh, okay. Just happened okay. to go up. Because okay. he has better options now, and now he's on in Kansas City. Kansas City's not, like, the hardest to, to – not the, the least hitter-friendly 
park, but for a lefty coming into uh, Yankee Stadium, probably help him a lot more. Um, 33 RBIs. Um, he only has 46 strikeouts. He has 46 strikeouts in 297 at-bats. Man after my own heart. Striking out is so embarrassing. <laughs> it really is. And I mean, that's that's a massive number, and that's what we want. And, and to go from a strikeout machine in Joey Gallo to a guy that does not strike out much at all. Yeah, exactly. And like that that's something that would help us a lot. He is a he is a he is a average. He's an average defender. He is honestly, I wouldn't say he is you know this elite top tier defender. But I don't. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. This is something that I think about with the Yankees quite often, simply because uh, Aaron Boone said that teams that win ground into double plays. Um, as he only has 43 strikeouts, are you able to check how many double plays he's grounded into? He has grounded into six. That's not bad at all. The only I'll difference is that Hicks and Gallo have... Gallo's grounded into none, mostly because well, the ball doesn't go on the ground a lot for say, him. It requires hitting the ball. Um, Hicks has four. That's a, Okay. Donaldson has five. So, like, he is a little above, but, again, nothing – not a worrying number. It's okay. Teams that win run into double plays. <laughs> um, his OPS is a 791 right now. So, again, he's a – he is probably the top guy that we want that would be tradable because Look, Juan Soto has been taken off the board recently. Did um, he take that – did he take that money? Uh, the Nationals just said he's off the board. Okay. Um, yeah, the Nationals said he, they went out and said that they're not willing to trade him. Um, they're still going to attempt to to break Juan Soto down. Um, the next guy is the Baltimore Orioles right fielder, Mister uh, Anthony Santander. Santander is a switch hitter. Switch hitter throws righty again. Not terrible. That's a Hicks replacement, really, right there. A little bit younger of a guy to to replace Hicks. Santander is twenty seven. If you didn't know, Mr. Aaron Hicks is 32, so a little mm-hmm. bit younger. Um, Santander's numbers aren't as good as Ben Intendi's. 235 average. He does have 15 home runs um, and a .7 war. The one thing with that is that it's going to be tough to get an interdivision trade. Yes. Yeah, that is the one thing. That's that's the one. You can break it down that it's always the Orioles, but the Orioles honestly have been – improving they have they like even the last month they have shown that they are actually like a a, a real logical team that can that knows how to play baseball they have and I, I'm, I'm almost afraid to give them prospects because with rushman and the rest of their like rushman hayes i mean their entire their yeah, bullpen like they've got, has they've been got crazy. A sh- within the next two to three years the orioles will have a pretty solid staff i'm almost afraid to give them more young people because i don't want to screw ourselves over in the future which is why interdivision trades never happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the viable thing, um, his average is down. He's a switch hitter, high home run average. Benintendi, I didn't say this before, he has a 2.2 war, so really a very good war for him, very good war in general for people who yeah. are on trade blocks. That's higher than most other people. Final person is from the Cubs, Ian Happ, outfielder, second base, third base. Again, same situation. Just use it to the outfield. He has a good average. He's a switch hitter, throws righty, 279 average, eight home runs, 2.5 war. Now, here's the thing. Is that more likely to happen because of Rizzo? I don't know how much they're going to 
because obviously Rizzo's only been in the club for two years. They might not take his opinion, but he's also one of the older people in the clubhouse. Are they going to be like, listen, What's this we're guy shopping like? for a guy. Would Ian Happ fit here? I don't know. But I'm just saying, I think that is something to note it. Yeah. Um, it is only, Ian Happ has been only with the Cubs since 2017, so not a ton of years between him and Rizzo, but still a good amount to get an opinion on him. And I think that, as yeah, I mean, you like, said, Tyone, it might give it, I mean, Tyone and Garrett Cole weren't teammates for forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, exactly that. I think it will give, I think they have the ability to now go to Rizzo and ask him opinions directly on him and learn him more as a uh, as a player and a person rather than the numbers, and that could increase the chances of going for him or decrease the chances. So I think, personally, I would go Benintendi, Hap, Santander. Yes. The issue is if other clubs are shopping outfielders, Benintendi is going to be a hot commodity and yep. Joey Gallo or Aaron Hicks is going to be a hard sell to get him. Yeah. Unless one of their coaches, like, you know how, like, Matt Blake saw Clay Holmes and was like, I can do that. Well, I Matt Blake Matt on. Blake said that about anybody. He just goes, I am the god. I can take anybody and make them <laughs> like, good. Unless, <laughs> unless the Royals have some hitting coach that is like, I couldn't reset Joey Gallo, you know, it. If there are other, and I don't, I don't know who else is shopping for outfielders, um, but if other people are, that's gonna make Benintendi hard to get. If nobody else is really shopping, just like okay outfielders. Obviously, if Soto was on the table, I think everybody would be shopping him. But since he's not, I don't think anybody's gonna be like, I don't know. I feel like people don't just like shop for acceptable outfielders yeah okay well here's another thing to break down and i feel like this is something that's a little tough to 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 look at d war so defensive wins above replacement currently gallows at a negative 0.5 i feel like that's tough because really? we've talked about this and like i think the whole thing about gallo is that people are less willing to run on him because of how well known he is for his arm yeah. That it just will produce less opportunities where he can do something. True. And so people are like, oh, I'm not going to run on him. I know and he I can gun me. And I also think, and this isn't me trying to defend Gallo, but my own, the only thing that I've always liked about Gallo is his defense. He covers a lot of ground because he's so long. So I feel like there are some balls that people assume he can get to. Because I don't think he's exceptionally fast. He's just able to cover ground because he's 80% leg. Yeah. So I think people, I think sometimes there are balls that are hit that people assume that he can, he's not going to cover ground like Brett Gardner did. He'll get there and he can jump over the wall better than Brett Gardner because he's half the wall, but he's not going to get to a spot as fast. And I think that that gets forgotten sometimes. Yeah. And I think but that like that can also affect the D war. Yeah. And like, Aaron Hicks has a zero DUR. Um, Andrew Penintendi has a negative 0.1 DUR. So do you want a negative DUR? Penintendi does have a negative DUR. Do you want one? I mean, I don't think you do. Because it's, it's, it's war. It's your wins above replacement. You want a positive. You've now listed two people with negative and one with a break-even. Yeah, but it's also... Like, and that's, the break-even one is, is arguably Hicks. the worst defender. Yeah. And that's that's what is also confusing me because apparently Joey Gallo also has a zero point two O war. 
positive OR. Barely a positive OR, but a po- positive remember OR. When, remember when Tyler Wade had a negative war, but he like won five games in a row for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're like, uh, this has to change. Air, um, to look at it, Ian Happ has positive DUR, positive OR, even though the DUR is 0. 0.1. And then Anthony Santander has, a negative, has the most negative <laughs> DUR. is a 0.6. So the greatest out of all of them, so technically the worst defender out of all of them. Um, but as a one OR. So I, I still fully agree with the list that you have of Benintendi, Hap, and Santander. It's just more to look at now. Ian Hap is technically the better defender than Santander Benintendi. Santander would be nice, but I also think that the Orioles are building around Santander, Mount Castle, Rutschman, and Mullins. Yes. Like, I think that's their core. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks, because they're going to be good. <laughs> I don't want to deal with the entire AL East next year. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's so much work. We'll just I go prefer to just be game 50 games ahead of all of them <laughs> and not think about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really the, the, the main thing I want to talk about with trades. Apparently, people also think that potentially we should go for pitching. Okay, I've been I think that's that, absurd. That we should go for starting pitching. I think that's crazy. Um, I've been. Um, yes, yeah, so there have been rumors that we're going for starting pitching. I think it's stupid. I want to talk about starting pitching with you. Now. Domingo Herman. Currently in the minors. My least favorite Yankees starting pitcher. They are ramping him up to be back in the starting rotation. So are we going to a six-man rotation? Or are you knocking one of the starters who literally all could go to the all-star game out of the starting rotation? I'm okay if we're going to a six-man rotation. That's fine. But if we're going to a six-man rotation, we also don't need to shop, stop, shop starting pitching. Yeah, like I—that's why I, I don't understand why people think we're starting. Or we should be shopping starting pitching either because exactly that. We either have Armand and we go six-man, or we go and we have five-man and you and then, kick. I don't know Sevi or Nestor into the bullpen. Only two options that you probably have. Which out makes of all no of sense because they're both performing well as starters. Yeah, exactly. Do you just keep on calling JP Sears up every three months? And. The exact thing that's happening with it is is the same idea of people are like, oh, but what if one of them gets hurt? Okay, if one of them gets hurt, J.P. Sears, we have Luis Heal. We have. We all don't have the- Luis Heal. Oh, he's Tommy John. We have Luis Medina. Yeah, but that's a little bit of a risk. We have Debbie Garcia. Yeah, How the fuck I is he doing? I have no idea. That just is a great idea. Let me look him up. Let's see how <laughs> Garcia is doing. I think, I think if we're looking for anything pitching-wise – it should be a reliever because obviously Chapman doesn't know how to pitch anymore. Let's be fucking honest. Hey, last night he got through an inning. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> we were up 16 to nothing? Um, yeah, Debbie Garcia is a no. <laughs> Debbie Garcia is currently a 0-3 on the year with a 10.38 ERA. What did we do to that man? I don't know. He was so good. He was good for a solid two months. Matt Blake... Go talk to him. Go down there for a week. Just help him out. Help the man out. 21 innings, 27 runs. He's still with AAA. He is. uh, Did you see Chris Sale freak out? Oh, yeah. I did see him freak out yesterday. Bro, Polar Park's brand new, and he fucked it up. He he gave up one run. (laughs) I have so many friends that work there. I feel so bad for them to see that man just have like a pissy fit they're like oh my god i love chris sale he just like cries because he gives up one run like it wasn't even that bad it was like one run like three walks something like that three walks like four hits something like that but like freaking 
I don't know if anybody's seen it. Marcus Stroman. I was going to say, imagine if he had a Marcus Stroman start. Marcus Stroman had, what, like two innings, four earned or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like, sucks. I hate Marcus Stroman. It was horrendous. God, imagine if he was a Yankee. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever wanted him as a Yankee. Um, yeah, I don't think we need starting pitching. I think people just like to say that the Yankees are looking for starting pitching, but we don't need it. I think if we're looking for any sort of pitcher, we need to be looking for a reliever. <coughs> Simply because I don't trust Chapman. We can't put everything on Holmes. Uh, Lucky, I saw a stat since he started growing the mustache, significantly better. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. Castro is just, like, well, Castro missed. just got pulled up from, from the restricted fraternity. list. The fraternity, whatever. that's it's the... It, it, it is a child list, so he's going to he's going to Oh, why did they list it as the restricted list? I don't list? know. <laughs> you know, Marinaccio is good, but we just lost him to a shoulder injury. Where's Steven Ridings? Do you remember him? Um, no, he's stuck in um, triple. He's okay. so good. Um, is he hurt? Why is he not playing? Wait, I'm on. A, I'm, on a, I'm finding the restricted list exactly. Um, players who are not available either because of players' own action. Um, or when unusual circumstances exist. So either when they're getting, uh, such as declining to play or getting arrested, or when unusual circumstances exist. So child. Having a child is an unusual circumstance. So, but No, but I, I don't, they would have just said paternity list, Scotty. You know they would have. Okay, well. You know they would have. You would've. can look more into it, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was a child. Um, Yay. So he's on the 60-day. Even Riding's on the 60-day. Oh, right. He's hurt. Fuck. But th- that's what I mean. We need relievers. Yes. Guys who we could... You know, we can't just put it all on Michael King, Lucas Lucky, and Clay Holmes. That can't be it every night. Yeah, I mean, you you have... Again, somebody that's kind of slept on. Kind of slept on, and we've even slept on him a little bit. Mr. Wandy Peralta. Because he, like, disappeared for two weeks. He disappears, and then he shows up and can close a game. And He's then we'll disappear so again, and then we'll show up like, and just close a game. He looks like Koopa Troopa. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you look, who we have, Albert Abreu. I have so much faith in Albert Abreu if you give him, him another year. The kid is young. He's, yeah. he's a 95, so what's that, 27? Yeah. He's yeah, he's twenty six right now, actually. So I'm gonna bring he's twenty six right now. He throws fucking hard. Yeah. He just needs a little bit more experience and he just needs to get settled in a little bit more, and I think he will be a very, very good reliever. Um I do agree that I think we could use Juan Mi Javier Peralta a little bit more. Yeah, we just but the thing about him is we literally throw him wherever. We're just like, ah, second pitcher, last pitcher. Here, like, there. I forget hey, that bases he are loaded exists. in ninth. He can't give up a run. Here you go, Wandy. <laughs> I forget that he exists, and I feel like Boone does too. And he's like, shit, we need another guy to pitch. Who's ready? And the, then the bullpen's like, uh, I've got Wandy clocked in today. <laughs> what about here. him? And they're like, yeah, I guess so. He's just sitting there. He's like, guys, I'm, I'm here too. <laughs> like, ah, shit, I gotta take my jacket off. <laughs> But yeah, no, he literally just gets used pretty sporadically every once in a while. He'll just go in an inning, two-thirds of an inning, two-thirds of an inning, an inning, an inning. I mean, he's used as a reliever, but just very, very randomly. And um, be- Judge is out of the lineup today for the first game against the Sox because he's just dealing with some kind of lower board. Okay, let's, let's talk, Lexi. 
some kind of lower body soreness thing. Just something we're not going to mess with. So that's our first, yeah, this is our first game against Boston today. Yurt. Which is. God, I love, I love when the homies square up. What? I just, I love. Oh. I love. This year, when the Yankees play the Red Sox, I love. Because it's actually so funny. Because if the Sox beat the Yankees, my friends make such a big fucking deal about it. But when the Yankees beat the Sox, dead silent. <laughs> Nothing. And if I say anything, they're like, it's just because you guys are the best team in baseball. Like, shut up. Like, obviously, you were supposed to win. Like, you were supposed to win. It would be weird if you didn't win. <laughs> but then the issue is that tonight's a cold start. And That's if we don't start. fucking win the cold start, I'm just going to have to sit there and be like, yeah, well, you know what? Yesterday, we scored 16 fucking runs, and you guys lost to the Rays 9-1. to So yeah. shut the fuck up. You guys are in third place. Yeah, they Second are. Place? Poverty team. Poverty team. Poverty team. <laughs> <laughs> poverty team. Oh, my God. What's it like to... Hey, hit. guys, remember that, that, that Cy Young pitcher you have? Yeah, he sucked last night. He's got a hissy fit <laughs> in triple A. Against us. Against us in triple A. Like, wow, I love putting my entire franchise in the back of 34-year-old Trevor Story and not extending my all-star left side of the infield. God, I love shitting on the Red Sox. My friends heard all of that. <laughs> You get first-hand experience. You get first-hand. You get to do it all. Oh, it's so much fun. All I ever want, and it never happens, because obviously these are, like, the most anticipated games of the year. But the Red Sox do this thing called Student Nines, um, where it came from the original owner of the Red Sox, or, like, one of the, th- like the third or fourth owners of the Red Sox, sorry. As a kid growing up, he would sneak into Red Sox games. So he invented this thing called Student Nines, where I can wake up, like, I woke up yesterday morning, and I had a text, and it was like, the Sox are taking on the Rays. Click here for $9 tickets. And you just get super cheap tickets to go and see the game. And I've always wanted a Student 9 game to be a Yankee game. But it obviously never happens, because it only happens when they have, like, a lot of tickets left, which is why I was surprised that, like, a Rays game had it. But Well, did you hear about the Rays? You heard what the Rays did opening day. They said they were sold out, and they didn't sell the 300s at all. Hey, now. Let's not talk about the trop like Hey, that. I'm going to the trop in September. You are? I am. Why have you never told me that? Because uh, I just learned about it today. Are you going for school? Yeah. Can I come? No. <laughs> Can you FaceTime me while you're there? Sure. God. I love I, the trop. Right, so, all right, so on my vacation, I was in San Diego, and I went to Petco Park, which has been like it's been in my top like three parks of where I want to go to um with like Wrigley and and it's, it was actually my top two like Wrigley was my second one like Petco was like my number one I really wanted to go uh, and I was so excited to be there it was beautiful and it was great and I was explaining to my one friend um because we all got to pick a thing to do for a day on the trip and I was like I just want to go to Petco I want to go to a Padres game and I was explaining to him because he's like why, why is it such a big deal that you come? And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to go to as many ballparks as I can. Um, and, like, how often am I going to be on the West Coast to, like, come out to Petco? So while I'm here, I might as well hit it. And he was like, which one Which one do you really want to go to next? And I was like, well, because I'm afraid that they're going to get rid of it. Like, I really, really, really need to get down to Tampa Bay. And I need to see Tropicana Field. And my other friend, Jared, is, like, pissing his pants because – he follows baseball and he 
knows what's going on. Knows what I'm knows saying. Knows what the trough is. He knows what I'm saying. <laughs> and my other friend's just like, oh, really? Like, is it nice? I'm like, it is out of this world. It is un- indescribable. It is, it, it brings baseball to a whole nother level. I'm like, there's catwalks on the ceiling, foul balls, home runs, who knows? There's a, ra- there's a tank of, of rays I in the outfield. Like, I was like, it is a different kind of baseball and he's like why would you want to go to that and i showed him a picture he's like why would you want to go there i'm like because it's just amazing that this team who terrorizes the yankees and and terrorizes baseball pitching wise can play in such a shithole and and like everybody's so concerned with the a's and the coliseum which i understand because i think the coliseum is like literally a safety hazard but like, not there's not that much hoopla around the trop, which is literally like a biohazard. And I just, I gotta get there. I don't know how I got onto this tangent, <laughs> but God, I could talk about the trop for hours. Because they played the Rays. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it. I mean, it's a cold start, which honestly gets me. I. You don't know what you're going to get tonight. We don't know what we're going to get tonight. Matt Carpenter batting third. That's another thing I want to say about this team is that I, I like how our team is set up. I like how our lineup is set up. You have no clue what you're getting into every night with our lineup. Yeah. You're going to get Judge batting first, Glaber batting fourth, Carpenter either seventh, second. You have no clue what you're getting into. There is no secure on what is going on in our lineup. The only people that you know is going to be Trevino, IKF, and Gallo in the bottom three. (laughs) Let's see. This is the lineup for tonight's game against the Sox that are red. DJ LeBay, who leads off at first base. Gleyber Torres is at second. Matt Carpenter is our DH. Stanton is in left field. Josh Donaldson is at third. Aaron Hicks, center field. Trevino catching. IKF at short. Joey Gallo in right. Um, yes. I have one last thing. My Winkowski. voice is starting to hurt. Winkowski for the huh? Red Sox. Have you heard of that? Huh? Winkowski. Yes. 3.12 ERA righty. Um, I have one last thing that I want to chat really, really quickly about just because my voice is starting to hurt. Are you concerned about Anthony Rizzo? Never concerned about Anthony Rizzo. Or do you think it's just because he really, he really hasn't had many rest days, so do you think it's just like... All the days in a row leading to this like lower back tightness that he had. It's it's probably a lot of the many days in a row. And Surprise, I mean, he's starting at Somerset tonight. I'm kidding. I mean, if you if you see him, I mean, with the whatever, the twenty home runs he does, every time it's a little, a little lean back on the back, so I may put a lot of pressure on the back. So like <laughs> Good one, Scotty. Good one, Scotty No, but I'm not overly worried about about Rizzo um especially because that's exactly that that is the big thing is he doesn't get a ton of rest days he's finding his rest days um he said I'm gonna rest damn it and I mean we he deserves it I mean we've talked about him and IKF are two massive players for us because they're contact players and they do so well at being I think people gotta stop players. shitting on IKF people do have to stop shitting on IKF listen I know we have a better shortstop in AAA. I know that. I saw Peraza play all last year. I know we have a better shortstop there, but he's not ready. It's so not. could you wait eight goddamn months 
and then he'll be ready. Your IKF batting 276 with 13 stolen bases. Yeah. Let's get let's get play. I That's mean, what we we didn't sign him up to be Derek fucking Jeter. We <laughs> signed him up to fill a hole. I'm sorry. Do you want DJ to be your shortstop? I don't fucking think so. Do you want Glaber to be your shortstop? Glaber's over there for like a shift play. One ground ball and he can't fucking throw the ball across the diamond. <laughs> we learned last year that we do not want to make that mistake. Like, I think the one thing... Listen, and I know I've shit on Nick a lot. Scotty's friend Nick has some interesting baseball opinions. But his theory of IKF moves to third base next year could work. If we keep him. Then again, I don't know if we're interested in keeping him for more than a year. But I think that... I, I, I understand why people... like. The position of being the Yankee shortstop has a very big precedent because of Derek Jeter. Which, did you see that they have the giant Derek Jeter? Oh, uh, yeah, right outside Fenway. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. <laughs> God, I love it. Um, I understand that there's a huge precedent to play to be the shortstop of the Yankees. But please, God, remember that people wanted what's-his-face Vasquez to be the Yankee shortstop and are mad at IKF. Hey, I would be fine with Squid over there at short. I think I. <laughs> but no, Oz, I, Peraza is coming. Yes, Volpe Peraza is coming. You're coming. They, like IKF's role is not four years from now. IKF's role is to get us to where we're going. Yes, get us this year, potentially a little next year, and that all depends on how these guys are doing in, in the minors. And that's the biggest thing that I like that the Yankees are doing with Volpe and Peraza is it kind of looked like they might have rushed Volpe a little too early going and pushing him into AAA when he's a little young. Hey, he's at double. Hey. Or double. That's what hey. I meant. I meant double. We're going to see him. I meant hey. double. I meant double. But, like, I like how they are realizing that they need to take time. They need to slow down because they've seen, besides what we said, they've seen what happened to Debbie Garcia. Yeah. They've seen what happened to so many of these other players who get rushed into the major leagues a little bit too soon. And they can have a good week. They can have a good month. But overall, most of them get get lost very quickly. Well, you saw it a lot with, like, when Hunter Green got pulled up and Adley Rushman. So many of them are just now finding their footing at the All-Star break. You know, Hunter Green did not have a good first half. Uh, Riley, the only rookie that had a good first half was Julio Rodriguez. He had, he had, he had. A, literal, a literal Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, so, like, he's the outlier. And... And obviously, like, a club like Detroit and a club like the Orioles who are struggling might push them quicker. The Yankees have no need to push them. Yeah. Yeah, you have no reason to, to, to over over push them, get them into a situation they're not ready for, and potentially hurt your team as a whole. These guys have the skills. You guys have the future. Let them create it for themselves. Exactly. I just will forever, forever stand by IKF. <laughs> Which is a scary sentence to say, because I know he's not, like, everybody's favorite all the time. But I like to cheer for the underdog. God, I love Didi Gregorius. God, I love Gio Urshela. I love IKF. And I also, you know, love Anthony Rizzo, too. But that's not, that's not as important. That's not as groundbreaking. Do you have anything else? Uh, I have nothing else on the Yankees. You want to run through some stuff around the league? Oh, there's quite a, quite a few. Let's stick with rookies. Let's stick with the young guns. Talked about Julio Rodriguez. We talked about Hunter Green. Start off Julio Rodriguez. Has become the fastest player in the modern era 
to reach 15 home runs and 20 stolen bases. It took him 81 games. Freak of nature. He is extremely adjusted. He is comfortable in Seattle. He's gotten into a fist fight. He's feeling good. <laughs> he's, and I mean, you you can see it. He's he is acting. I'd say he doesn't get a ton of a rookie treatment. Yeah. He's getting he's getting like treated like a everyday player because he is one. He is showing that he is adjusted to this major league level, even though it is on Seattle, who's had a few a few bumps, quite the few bumps. Um, but you know he he's he doesn't. I feel like even maturity wise, mm-hmm. he has you know he has his things that are coming into coming into baseball and changing baseball. You know, we love to see that. We love to see the fun coming back into baseball. But he isn't being like he he is still acting. I feel professional. If I could level. just talk about that fist fight really quick, because obviously I was not on the you episode that yeah. Scotty had the opportunity to talk about it. It gave me my favorite screen grab that I can't wait to use against Scotty all the time, and it is Phil Nevin, and it just says, fuck you, Scott, underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, it was a great fight. Probably the best one yet. I love Jesse Winker. <laughs> um, then continue, continuing with um, rookies, Hunt, uh, Riley Green, almost said Hunter Green. I have there's nothing on Hunter Green because he hasn't really done a whole bunch since you know his his original start. Riley Green hit his first home run the other day, and it happened to be a walk off. Pretty dope thing. Yeah. Honestly, what a way to get your first home run. A little late, you know. Took took him took him a hot minute, but can't rush people. Can't expect perfection out of people. His his first big play was a diving play, anyways. So you know. Flex the defense. Not a lot of people get to flex the defense as one of their first highlight plays. Um, but, you know, it's great for him to be able to do that. Continuing with first home runs, Chris Bryant just got his first home run as a Rocky. Um, he was hurt. I know. I just think it's surprising. Like, you know, I give it to him. I'm not, not, I'm not saying he's bad. It's just like a surprising thing of, like, I got the notification. Like, Chris Bryant hits his first home run as a Rocky. And I'm like, wow, we are... 80-whatever games into the season. Like, didn't expect it to take that long. Yeah. Just a spread. Just interesting thing. Um, keep on the youth. Spencer Strider for the Atlanta Braves. Very good. He's very good. I love that man. He has amazing stash. Top-tier stash. Such st- sick stash. He is killer, per- killer quads, too. <laughs> he has the tight pants, yes. Um, got my tight pants. Got my on. Currently throwing a 2.87 ERA uh, on the Braves, so it's still amazing that he can be throwing that and is probably still the third starter on that team with Freed and Morton. Did you see the Mike Soroka update? I did not. Oh, this poor, the Give me a second. Gods hate Give me, this man. Let me finish this. Along with Strider, along with Strider pitching well, he also has thrown the fastest strike by a starter in Statcast history at a hundred and two point four miles per Bro, hour. Bro, homeboy puts his whole stracusi into it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I mean, honestly, Spencer Strider was not the guy that I'd expect to throw that, but give it to him. I mean, well, the guy's killing like- it. Uh, so I was watching uh, the Sunday night baseball game that it was like the Braves and the Dodgers. Yes. The one that Freddie was just crying the whole fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> that whole situation is so upsetting with his agent and stuff. Yeah. I don't feel like talking about it. It's too sad. But um, they were talking about Strider and like 
he every every club passed him up. He was like not gonna get an offer, and then just like some random brave scout is like, "Not you want this guy?" And they were like, "Heh," and he's like, "There's just something about him." Thank God, I love him. Um, Soroka, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was like throwing BP, like not even in a game. Come back or off of the knee. Oh my god. Rehab delay. The baseball <laughs> gods hate this man so much. I just want to see him pick. Do you know how good the Braves will be if they go Morton, F- Soroka, Freed, Strider? Are you kidding me? Give him the World Series again. Yeah. <laughs> god, I love the Braves. Um, Last rookie I want to talk about. I swear. I swear. Derek Hall for the Philadelphia Phillies in his first three career hits all were home runs. He now has seven hits, still only three home runs, but... He tried so hard to be Matt Carpenter. <laughs> tried so hard. Oh, bitch. I'm kidding. I'm sure um, he's trying his hardest. But this is something that I talked a little bit about last week. I mean, Derek Hall is a... He's a first baseman for them, so not a, not a huge deal. But the Phillies need to pick it up a little bit, and they have the last week since losing Bryce Harper. Such a big L. Kyle Schwarber's been popping off. You Kyle have... Schwarber is an enigma. Kyle Schwarber had two multi-home run games back-to-back. Yeah. That is insane. Kyle Schwarber, I think I've said this before, Kyle Schwarber, Jock Peterson, same guy. <laughs> they are. Yeah. I like, could I name all the teams they've been on? No, but I'm Sure, they've they've both been a Dodger at some point, I think. No, I think Schwarber was just a national. Oh. Was Jock Peterson a Dodger twice? I know 100% Jock Peterson was a Dodger once. So he's been a Cub, a National, a Red Sox, a Philly. That's he was Schwarber. a Cub for most. Yeah, Schwarber. He was a Cub for most of his. Jock Peterson's career. definitely been a Cub. No. No, I don't think so. I don't know why. I don't know why. They just remind me of each other. Okay. He was a Dodger for most of his career. He yeah. was a Cub. Fuck yeah, Cub. Look at you. the smartest person in the world. For 73 games in 2021, he was a Cub. Get until fucked, Until going Scotty. to Atlanta, winning a World Series, and now he's a Giant. Yep. That's <laughs> what I fucking thought. That's what I thought. I knew it. <laughs> Um, Don't you ever, <laughs> ever doubt my baseball knowledge. Um, we saw. So sticking on, let's let's keep connections going here. Let's keep red teams. They actually just played last night. Nolan Arenado of the St. Louis Cardinals. Fucking love Nolan Arenado. Hit for the cycle. His second career cycle. Um, Nolan Arenado and Manny Machado are currently tied for all-star voting, so all you better go and vote for Nolan. <laughs> Fuck Manny. <laughs> um, Y'all say it. Also, Dansby Swanson's tied with Trey Turner. Go vote for Dansby because he's sexy. <laughs> Fuck Trey. Um, but yeah, Nolan Arenado goes and hits for the cycle, and then just, I think, a day later, um, proceeds to be a part of back oh, when they went, to when they back three home runs to back to Two back. Four. That's four home runs in a row. And that was against row. the Phillies. 11th time in MLB that, history. That was against the Phillies. Yes, it was. Both, well, both the the um, the cycle and that happened the very next day, both against the Phillies. I mean, 
honestly, really the, the, the real fight of the Phillies versus the Cardinals wasn't anything about their team. It was just who had the better powder blues. Yeah. It's honestly close. It is close. It is close. I, I, knee jerk, I was going to say the Phillies, but the Cardinals are pretty. The, the Cardinals like the OG powder blue. Yeah. I understand that like and technically technically the Phillies is a throwback, and I do kind of like the logo. Yeah, but I don't like that it's not red. Yeah. It's maroon. It's tough. It's tough. Like, like <laughs> the, the Cardinals looks good because it's like red on powdered blue. You know? Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's oh, tough decision. Can we talk about San Diego? The City Connects? Oh, yes. I talked about it a little last week. I we think they're fire. Week, but yes. Yes, I love them. I want one. I want I don't one know. so bad. Actually, no. I'd want one, but I don't know. There's nobody on that team that I'd want one for. I want a Luke Voigt one. That is a solid Sophie one. Right <laughs> I'm going to text Sophie right now. <laughs> Give me a Luke Voigt City Connect jersey. That, that's something that nobody else will have. Gotta say, there's probably not many people who have a, a City Connect jersey. Those are so sexy. They Those are. are so I like, good. I like them the most because the thing is, it's it was a correct choice to set the base white. Yes. I don't love City Connect jerseys with set base white because I feel like that kind of takes away from it. But if it was any other color, then that would be too much and it'd kind of hurt your eyes. Yeah. It'd be way too much going on. The set white with just that... I, I I like to think of it as a Miami Vice kind of. It that. is. It, it gives Miami Vice. Yeah, it, it's that feel to it. It's just the right. It's just correct. <laughs> it's so it's so flame. It's so flame. I sorry. I they were like leaked, and I've like I've been seeing them because like so I have a friend that works at the Padres, and then Soph works for a newspaper, um, in San Diego, so like I kind of seen them. So if it showed me, my other friend had showed me, mm-hmm. and then I was like, ha, 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 they're fire. They're fire. Yes. I'm like, I'm not even going to lie. I'm getting nervous for the Yankee one because I feel like it's going to be really fucking lame. I, I think it is going to be lame. It, I think that there's, they have a lot of opportunity. So much. I hope they just don't, I hope they don't do something boring and just like do like the fucking skyline. What I saw somebody do. And it was actually pretty damn cool. Is they did kind of like a um, I don't even know what way to put it. Like a you could the best way to put it is a um oh oh like a vandalism kind of like that kind of font. Oh, it says yeah, yeah. Bronx on it. That would be pretty interesting. I feel like you got to do a little more with like the rest of it. But I think that idea of Bronx is pretty cool. The only thing is that for the most part, what I've heard is that the Yankees don't give a fuck about the Bronx. Um. But. No, there's no way because their hashtag this year is hashtag Rep Bronx. Oh, okay. Just you know. So they can't they can't could. not give a fuck about the Bronx. <laughs> um, Sorry, we're also running out of time. Yes, I did not need to. Um, I did not need to go out of time. The CBA has allowed um, Mr. Jackass Commissioner Manfred to add quote legends to All Star rosters. Yeah, wait, so what is that? basically, um, Manfred or Robinson? the commissioner, it has it. The commissioner. Whoever that is, hopefully soon it won't be Manfred, um, <laughs> has an option to add one all-star to each league's roster. So oh, so like if... He chooses somebody. So like if, let's say, somehow magically Shohei Otani doesn't get voted on, he could just be placed on the yes, team? Yes, he can just be like, Shohei's on this team. Gotcha. Which I feel like with a competent commissioner, that could be great. That'd be a great idea to go and just add somebody who... 
is getting attention. Like last who, year, last year you could have added Cedric Mullins. Yeah, somebody who's kind of well. Cedric Mullins was an all star. Well, he was an all star because Mike Trout got hurt. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, it, it it would be it. I feel like it has a, a, a an okay idea to it that it that's one player that people aren't voting on that may need more attention or is getting more attention that didn't get voted on or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, continue on. Uh, Max Scherzer made his first start um, back from an injured list, which creates a little bit of chaos for the Mets. So they have a little more time until DeGrom comes back and then their offense plummets as they usually do. Wait, I was going to say, did you see the meme that it was like, Max Scherzer has one of his best starts of the year and then gets no offensive support. And then it's like a picture of like a pirate and it's like, oh, is this your first time? DeGrom. <laughs> um, but along with that, he struck out 11 in six innings and that puts him on the board for most career 10 plus strikeout games. That puts him in fifth with 107, right behind Pedro Martinez with 108, Roger Clemens in third at 110, and then it just is impossible after yeah. that. Randy Johnson's in second with 212, and Nolan Ryan is 215. Yeah, I don't think that Max Scherzer is going to be pitching that many more games. <laughs> um, but no, that's I mean dominant. Um, the Mets do have a lot have a, are a big threat um, now getting into their pitching rotation. But because they're only two and a half ahead. I was going to say, don't let the Braves get hot. <laughs> Don't let the Braves get hot! Only two and a half ahead. Um, the Orioles were the first team to win despite allowing a game-tying home run or a go-ahead home run in the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning. Don't tell me the Orioles are bad at baseball. They can don't, win games. Don't tell, win me, games. don't tell me the Orioles are bad at baseball. Um, Shohei became the first player um, since RBI became official. To have 10 Ks, a multiple RBI, and a stolen base in a game. Cool. I mean, yeah, okay, but like at the same time, who the hell else was supposed to do that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that was not supposed to be a stat that existed. Um, talking about that fight, going back to that fight of the Angels fight, um, the Angels produced shirts. I saw them. I love so sunflower funny. seeds. Oh, they were so funny. With Raciel Iglesias. They were so funny. He was the one that threw the freaking sunflower seeds after getting ejected. So, well, because he was like, he was like. It was I a good throw. <laughs> it was a good throw, but I didn't realize how far on the outside of the fight he was. And then like, they had to come and they were like, hey, bro, you've been tossed. And he's like, what? What do you mean? I have been thrown out. I just always think things like that are hilarious. I think the Angels have done that twice now. Um, but like, seems like that the Reds doing something. It was kind of stupid because it was pro Tommy fan and screw Tommy fan. Um, but like just making these stupid shirts just because they have the money to throw out for it is so so hilarious. Um, we also have the world baseball classic is returning March of 2023. Games are going to be played in Taiwan, Japan, Miami, and Phoenix. Why the fuck Phoenix? Sorry. That was, that was mean. I don't know. Um, it will be really cool teams in it pool let's see pool a in taiwan is chinese uh, chinese taipei netherlands cuba italy qualifying team one Uh, in japan is japan korea australia china qualifying team two um in arizona is u.s mexico colombia canada and then florida is puerto rico venezuela dominican republic israel Bro, that's the place to fucking be. <laughs> Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, yeah. Israel. 
Holy shit, that's baseball. Now, the thing that's really interesting... Wait, let's see where the other ones are fine. So, quarterfinals are in Florida. Semifin- uh, quarterfinals are in Japan and Florida. And then fe- semifinals are in Florida and championships in Florida. Um, luckily, it's Miami and not Tampa Bay. Uh, now. <laughs> um, but the thing that I always love about the World Baseball Classic is the decision that people are going to make. Where are they going to play? Because, you know, some of them... Some of them are like, hey, I'm from here, but I'd rather play for here. Bro, the... Like it's going to be really cool. Like, the 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 DR team is going to be ridiculous. There was, like, a mock-up, like, a few months ago, like, when there was, like, rumors that it was going to be confirmed that the World Baseball Classic was coming back. Bro, it's, ridic- it's ridiculous. I mean, what? You throw, like, what? It's, like, Vlad. Tatis, Vlad. Ronald know. Acuna Jr. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, like, it, it was ridiculous. Like, the whole top to bottom, it was, like, all stars the whole way down. And you know what? That Canada team's gonna have Joey Votto. Fuck yeah! Well, and the <laughs> Netherlands team, Didi Gregorius. <laughs> that's actually it. That's, that's all. <laughs> Those are the only guys on the team. Um, uh, I have one thing really quick. Uh, the futures game was also announced. Yep. We yep, are sending three guys. We are sending Ken Waldachuk. Yeah. Lefty little pitcher. Uh, we are sending Anthony Volpe, our, our superstar, and we're sending our other golden goose, Jason Dominguez. Not surprising. <laughs> Not at all. Waldachuk, interesting, but I'm glad that he was the choice. Waldachuk is the one that I was like, oh, look at him. Because last year, last year they sent Medina, who is Luis Heel, but like eight yeah. inches taller and a string bean, but throws the ball a bajillion miles an hour. <laughs> um, but Waldachuk's good. Waldachuk's yes. really good. Um, well, since speaking about future game, Austin Wells got promoted to double A. Yo, me and Scotty are going to see him today! Uh, hopefully, hopefully. Um, yes. That man also has a stash. Oh, he has a nasty stash. He's also big. He's so dense. He's so <laughs> boarse. Um, but since we're talking about futures game, let's go to the All-Stars. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. Again, not much. Kind of the same thing that I keep repeating each week that I look at it. NL starters, Doc Peter, uh, talk. Jock Peterson in left. Cunha in center. Betts in right. Acuna got that um, at the most votes. He gets in easily. Even though he's not having an amazing year, doesn't really matter. He's Acuna. Yeah. Um, Tatis is getting votes and he hasn't played a game. Tatis was fifth in shortstop votes and he hasn't and he has touched, not the touched the field. And he actually he's gotten more reps in the outfield than he has in the infield. <laughs> um, Paul Goldschmidt at first. Jazz is home at second. Uh, a close race between Trey Turner at 50%. Make it dance me! Both at 50%. Um, and then Machado and Arnold also both at 50%. Make it Nolan! Again, I don't think it really matters all that much because, you know, it's just a starter and then the sub is going to get put in anyways. Yeah, I just don't. I just I just, I just want those. I Actually, Nolan has started before. I don't care. I want Dansby to start. Yes, I agree. Um, you have uh, you have Contreras at catcher. I don't know which one. I just don't remember their name. Believe names. Wilson. You think it's Wilson? I believe so. I think so. I think that sounds right. I just don't. Know. I, the only reason I'm thinking that is because the other day I had on William. I had Emma. I had quick pitch on, and they were they were showing William Will his stats, and they were they were very good compared to NL catchers. Okay, uh, and then Bryce Harper at the DH. R.I.P. Won't be there. Oh. Um. Ah. AL side, you have Judge, of course, in right, Trout in center, of course, and Giancarlo Stan at 22% in left. Yurt, 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 yurt. He, he is in a close race, though, with um, Lourdes Gurriel. Oh, no, not Lourdes. 
Uh, George Springer for left field. I think nah, George Springer has 1% less. Um, at first, you have Vlad Jr., which, again, I don't agree with. I don't but, agree with that at all. Um, uh, oh, my God. I'm blanking on his name. The Mariners' first baseman, um, who was doing really well, uh, he has been hurt a little bit, so uh-huh. he hasn't come back from that too well. Um, Altuve at second, which Give I honestly— Give me Anthony Rizzo. What the fuck? He has 20 home runs. Okay. Yeah, you can Sorry, say that, I'm too. just being selfish. I'm Altuve being at selfish. second. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Altuve's probably the best second baseman in the league. Yeah. Uh, Tim Anderson at short. I'm happy he's there, not Bo Bichette. I don't love Tim Anderson, but just Bo Bichette cut his nothing. hair. Bo, no, he didn't. Unless he put it in a ponytail. The other day, it was not flowing out of his helmet. He might, he might have cut it just to be like right past the helmet, but I'm pretty sure it's still. It's not like long, long, but <laughs> Bro, it's still. You, you still got some poop in so it. quick. You like absolutely no. Because I saw that. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. I saw a thing about him yesterday. Um, and it, it was still a little long. Uh, yeah, Tim Anderson at short. Uh, as long as Bo Bichette isn't there, I'm happy. Um, because he deserves nothing. He deserves. Jesus nothing. Christ! He's batting. He's batting like two thirty, and he was an all star. I'm just saying that was so. He deserves nothing. He just he doesn't deserve it at all. He deserves. Uh, I mean, come on, learn how to freaking get into second place before you can. Uh, Rafael Devers at third completely deserves it, but yep. he's a close race with J Ram, I think. But he's taking a lead a little bit more. Yeah, he's gonna take it. Um, Alejandro Kirk at catcher. He like. Love Jose Trevino, but Alejandro Kirk has been doing extremely He's, well. Jose Trevino is second place in everything behind Alexander Kirk. Yeah. Which is so upsetting. And then DH Joey Otani, which I think is bullshit, put, um, I agree. put Jordan out there. I yeah. mean, Jordan has had a dominant... Jordan Alvarez is the best hitter right Yor- now. Yeah, Jordan has had a dominant month. Not only that... He has 10 home runs off of change-ups. Exactly that. He has 10, and I think the rest of the Houston Astros have two. Three. Three, that's what it was? Yeah. Um. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan is literally... Why are you saying it? Like Jordan? Jordan? Jordan Alvarez? Why do you say it? I don't I don't know, but you're just like, Jordan? 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 <laughs> um, Alvarez is literally putting up... It would be an MVP if he could play left field. Exactly. I agree. And that's like... I think that's the big reason why I don't see him getting MVP... Is because if you I, the, the way that I look at it, it's hard you to can't give an be, MVP to a DH. Exactly, you can't be the most valuable player if you aren't valuable in the field. Unless, unless you are literally hitting. Unless you are literally Barry runs. Bonds. Yeah. Then that's like the only opportunity. And I mean, he he's putting up great stats. He's leading in a ton of offensive stats, or like first, like top three in a bunch of offensive stats. And you know, he's doing extremely dominant. Don't know why Shohei's up there. Let him go in as a pitcher if he Let really him go wants as a to pitcher, be. Exactly, exactly. But Jordan should be up there, hundred percent. That is really happily from what my first, the first take I had of the All Stars. Happily, that is the only one that I have a true negative thing about. Yeah, and I understand that we're gonna try to get Shohei in there. Obviously, I get it. But he has three. He has, he can go in as a hitter or he can go in as a pitcher. You do not need to take the DH spot away from people who are literally like he's a Alvarez is a career DHer. And he's doing it well. Yeah, at like, what, 25, 26? Yeah. Like, just give it to him. That's all that I have. Oh, just, just a few little things, Scotty said. <laughs> just a few short Hey, things. I, I, I um, take my rounds around the league. Can you do the outro, I'm in pain? Alrighty. Okay. So that'll be it for this episode. Uh, if you want any updates on the Yankees, on the podcast, anything like that, Go make sure you check out our Instagram at pinstripe.podcast. I do um, some pretty cool things over there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, anyways, 
Yankees take on the Red Sox this weekend. Uh, and then and then guess what? Next week we get to talk about a game that we get to see in person. We're going yeah. on Tuesday. Um, see them play the Reds. Hopefully destroy the Reds. Um, I do want to say one thing quickly uh, about the, the, the Pirates game. So we lost game one, and I was complaining to one of my friends about it. And I said we should put up 18 against their pitching, and the next day we put up 16. So, <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully this series against the Red Sox goes well. Let's go kick some butt. Um, but, yeah, exactly that. Check out our Instagram. Anyways, this is it for this week of the Pinstripe Podcast. As for Scott and Lexi, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.